thank you okay yeah i'm first of all i'm grateful uh, getting in touch with you today it's been a while since we last talk and i uh, i was look also looking forward to talking with you and uh also giving the update of so far how I've gone with my activities over here and uh, also you also you to give me your updates as well. Excellent. That sounds good. Yeah. My update is we need to raise 500 more dollars. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, your turn. Let me say, well, let me start first by wishing you happy birthday. You are, you're having a birthday. Yes. Thank happy you. Happy birthday to you, bro. Thank you, my friend, my brother. Uh, first, uh, first and foremost, I'm very, very grateful to to see all the progress so, so far you've done on your side, and uh, actually I'm very happy on that. And uh, I can say that uh, we are almost making it to the target. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I believe it will. Me too. Yeah. Uh, first, uh, in uh, the meantime, uh, my progress here. I was I told I, I talked with you about uh, making a well. Uh, the well I was continuing with. I think I was already done, and I, I think I saw I posted some photos of the well, the full the full photo, the full cover photo of how it is as for now, and I will also take you to the garden to see how it is now. Great. I also managed to buy some seeds. Yeah, buy some seeds with the money you sent me. They're already in the nursery. Some of them have uh, have germinated, yet others are still waiting to germinate. So from the nursery, I will transplant them to the Kisinari community garden. And now start making food, creating food for our community, and also building biodiversity in our system. I'm actually very glad, grateful for that. Thank you for the seeds. Thank you for the plowing uh, fund you also fund. I'm very grateful for you, brother. And uh, our community, actually, my members I was working with in the community, they are actually happy. They are extra happy to see how far we've gone within this extra mile, this few miles we've managed to be talking. And uh, they're giving lots of thanks. They are sending a lot of thanks to you people, the volunteer team member, sending a lot of thanks to Chris, who are also getting con connected with. And uh, they are actually they are glad. They are glad for the water of uh, what we have done so far. Beautiful. So are we, and we're glad. We're glad for you, Harrison. You know, thank you. People, uh, people here are inspired to support you because you're doing so much to help so many people in such a smart way. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm glad for you people as well. I'm very, very glad in my heart. And I know having, having met you people, at least I'll make some changes in my community because of you people. Oh, okay, yeah, as for the update, our old farm, I told you we are, we are to harvest the finger millet, we have to harvest the corns, some vegetables, almost, almost ready for harvesting, at mm -hmm. least, we, have, we now have the food in our community uh, for the harvest that we've done so far. We harvested the finger millet, we harvested some corns have been harvested yet, as well as the vegetables. Actually, it's a great progress we've made uh, for that uh, duration of time. And uh, I'm just expecting to do more as time goes, like uh, do more harvesting and also consider on the external community garden, do more planting. As we harvest the other one, we also plant the other one. So we get a continuous flow of food over time. Yes. So there is no scarcity, yeah. Yeah, you, you're in tropical Kenya, so you have the ability to grow food pretty much year round. 
Um, yeah, once you get the system going, you have uh, consistent warm, wet weather most of the year where you are. Yeah, actually, I'm rebuilding the nature. I'm rebuilding the ecosystem I am living in and also trying to do more to at least regenerate our soil. Because I told you earlier before that uh, the soil I used, I started my project, was not a good soil, actually. It was a lot of stones and some sand. So it couldn't do much better. That's why I go the other way around to green permaculture and maybe making more of designs in my garden and uh, trying to put more of the compost, adding some layers in the designs and also adding more of the mulch, every mulch, making every mulch and they, uh, they go the garden manage to create and uh, also trying to water the garden instantly. Water the garden as we do the planting. So we water the rest garden, the rest bed, the keyhole, uh, the circle, just to come up with each of the layers. We do make each of the layers step by step, mm. just to come up with the good yield at long last. Because when I was starting the project, it was not available. But as for now, uh, I think uh, we have made uh, some progress. And uh, I'm very happy for that. Glad for my community who have insisting me on doing that. And uh, I was actually thinking that I'll show you how the challenging it was because uh, there were some weeds I was talking about, uh, I was talking with you about the weeds that came to be due to the use of uh, the inorganic fertilizer, like the CAN, the DAP that are being uh, manufactured. When they were being used there frequently, they, they destroyed the soil structure there and come up with a different type of weed, the unwanted type of weeds, which uh, could make the coins to do better or any other plants to do better. Can I ask you a question yeah. about that? Yeah. I don't think it takes soft subject. So my understanding of that is that what has happened is those pesticides and those growth agents yeah. went into the soil and destroyed the soil life, the micro life. And so now what's happening is a new ecosystem is reestablishing quickly with the weeds that are the only thing that can survive there. And in order for the corn to be able to survive, you have to figure out how to rebuild the soil structure that was there. And that's what you're trying to do because you can't pull up all the weeds. You can't possibly pull up every weed and just put corn in its place. You have to have the right house for the corn to live in kind of. And you're in this yeah. multi-year process of doing this. Yeah. Does that sound right? It will take me more of time because uh, when you regenerate the soil actually, the already destroyed soil, uh, at first it was good, but uh, as people do use the now, the now inorganic fertilizer, when this inorganic fertilizer was now being applied in Kenya here, it gets destroyed. So we actually need to do another use, another method to at least come up with a, a good yield. Mm -hmm. Because I'm now trying to at least put more of the, you know, the organic fertilizer, like uh, adding more of the compost in the soil, the main stock or the middle stock, we just cut and left them there to dry and at least also form some layers as we will be adding the compost manure and also as we add compost we also try to add the e-manure, the human manure and animal waste like uh, the cow dung mm -hmm. and other waste materials from the animals but this to make uh, this place maybe of more fertility, add it more fertility, and also grow some nitrogen-fixing plant that can also boost the fertility rate of the soil, like the one I was talking about, the yellow peas. A pea plant? 
Yeah, it's a pea plant. Yellow peas is the botanical name of the plant. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, pisum sativum. Yeah, that's the botanical name of the of the beans. The bean type. All right. Now I really understand that that as a food source and a nitrogen fixer, because that's a major yeah. food source here as as well. Yeah, maybe not major, yeah. but it's a big part of our food supply. Yeah, and yeah, its leaves are also quick in rotting to improve the soil, but the soil quality and the fertility in the soil. Yes, that's why I kept uh, I planted more more in my garden to boost the old garden I was working in to boost the fertility there because of the weeds that uh, get there because of the inorganic fertilizer that, that was being applied before I, was, I started using the garden. So we plant the seeds in the soil, then they germinate there. We don't transplant them. We just plant them directly in the seed bed as they germinate. Then growth uh, all, but you do the maintenance. The maintenance in the part, we just try to do the pruning to at least uh, uh, get the maximum amount of sunlight making the food because they require that sunlight to manufacture these beans here for photosynthesis. But when we left them without maintenance, they form the bushy. They form bushy and bushes, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, and so we do the pruning to remove that canopy and remove the bushy part of it, but at least uh, get a good deal out of it. And what you were telling me about was how you have built this, the gardens up. You were talking about the, the various fertilizers to rebuild the soil. Yeah, so you chop and drop the leaves. These leaves can act as a mulch. And as they act like the mulch, they also improve the soil quality. Yeah, when you are building, you are creating your designs. You can use them because they are easy in rotting. So actually, that's uh, the reason why I, I measure on planting most of the, of the jello piece my garden and also try to plant the ground covers the ground covers yeah we have the the squash i uh, mean the winter squash we have got the cowpeas the cowpeas i think you know the cowpeas we also have the pumpkins other pumpkins like the butternuts uh and we also have other ground covers that do form like uh, the french beans french beans are lit they form a big ground cover because they also don't dry up because they are drought resistant. Most of the, the French beans are drought resistant plant as well as the as well as as well as the cow peas. The cow peas also are drought resistant because we planted them here even in the drought season and they do survive in our system here. So it's a drought resistant. Are they all nitrogen fixers, these uh, ground covers? It's only the is that is a nitrogen fixer because it forms the fodder crops. Yeah. And then the jello peas are a nitrogen fixer and a and mulch. Yeah, providing much. You're interweaving these different permaculture strategies with the planting. So like the you said the French beans are drought resistant ground cover. Yeah. But the uh, squash is a good food producing ground cover. Is also producing ground cover, and the squash it leaves also is being used uh, as uh, I think I told you this before. They are being used; the leaves are being used as vegetables, also for the uh, lactating mothers. Yes, yeah. so you get two food sources. Yeah, and it's also good for the eyesight. Pumpkins and the squash are good for eyesight, actually. Wow.
that's why I do consider because I was also way looking away of uh, uh, reducing or controlling malnutrition in our community. Yes. This is one of the basic. Uh, this is one of the basic aim I was uh, aiming to at least uh, uh, eradicate or reduce malnutrition to look on their feeding habits. So I I, I managed to grow uh, at least uh, these uh, crops that can help uh, in uh, boosting their feeding habits. Because we found that uh, most of our community were suffering from things like the, the, the marasma, the rickets, typhoid, uh, anemia, those kinds of uh, other opportunities diseases that uh, can be controlled. Nutritious uh, food to eat. So when I look on that, I will look deep into that and come up with the idea of controlling that nutrition. Yes. To try to grow more diverse food that can sweet uh, the old uh, balanced diet that can help in the balanced diet. Can you um, say again the types of problems people were dealing with or, or you're trying to solve rickets and uh, the other sort of... Yeah, the rickets, the marasma, kwashako, anemia, malaria, typhoid. Many problems. Malaria. Yeah, there are a lot of problems that are being caused. Most of the dirty water and the type of food they were eating. Yes. Yeah. So because of that, I managed to plant more of the diverse food in the, uh, the ecosystem, also include the fruits as well, fruit trees as well, to help in the vitamin because I was focusing on this malnutrition. Mm -hmm. how, to resolve, how to reduce it and also do away with it. Our community. Beautiful. Yeah, that's why I managed to plant all those crops in our community garden. And also include for the anemia, because it was majorly caused by lack of the blood and iodine in the body. So I tried to also grow the beetroot. I have the beetroot, I think I showed you that first time, I, the last time I took, I took it to the garden tour. I yes. Managed, yeah, I managed to plant the beetroot to help in the boosting the blood. Uh, system of our community members, like uh, you find some of them were suffering from shortage of blood and uh, lack of iodine in their, in their body system. So when I grow beetroot, they were actually their problems were solved automatically. Though I, I haven't managed to get in it in, in a plenty, but I'm working towards that. So when you say their problems were solved automatically, are you talking about one person so far that you've been able to help? Uh, yeah, one, yeah. I, when I use the when I grow the beetroot, I give it to one person which was suffering from the same from the this problem I was telling about, and it was solved. Yeah, as for now, the person is good and is very very healthy. Yeah, when they came to realize that this thing could could manage to help, they were in need of growing it more in, in abundance to consume them, make them part of their daily meal, as we as they do. They eat the meals, also include these meals to eat to boost their blood mm -hmm. and purify the blood. Yeah. That's wonderful. Do you feel like your health has improved or you're the people that are helping you in the garden maybe? Have you seen their health improve? Yeah, the mothers, I keep both of them. The one I'm working in the garden, they have seen uh, that changes because of this beach that I was growing. They're actually happy for me. My garden, the, the, the ones that were helping me in the garden, at, at least some of them have the kitchen garden, yeah. 
how many kitchen gardens do you think have been planted since you started your community garden project? Of kitchen garden that have, uh, I was actually right now in my CBO. I have 20 members in my CBO that are actually doing the work. And these 20 people have managed to create the kitchen garden. So it's 20 kitchen gardens. Wow. Yeah. That's tremendous. And you, and you call it a studio? 20 people in your studio? No, in my CBO, community-based organization. Got you. Thank you.